Welcome to the COVID Lexington podcast, timely conversations highlighting local community leaders and experts to keep you informed during the COVID-19 era. We plan to present insights to help you thrive and opportunities to help your neighbors and communities, all brought to you from a safe social distance from our homes across Lexington, Kentucky. Good morning, Lexington. I'm Michelle Shogren, and I'm a member of the Commerce Lexington 2020 Leadership Class. Today, I am pleased to bring you information about Bluegrass Community and Technical College. BCTC, like many businesses, is continuing to serve students in the community through this COVID-19 crisis, just in a different way. Um, to help us learn more about this, I'm speaking with Mark Manuel, the Vice President for Advancement and Organizational Development for Bluegrass Community and Technical College. Mark's responsibilities include leading strategic communications, resource development, the BCTC Foundation, um, and human resources and professional development. That's a big job, Mark. Can you do all that in one day or how's that work? Oh, I do that before breakfast. <laughs> Um, Mark's experience includes uh, design, lean manufacturing, sorry, one more time, Mark's experience includes process redesign, uh, which is kind of what we need right now during this COVID situation, lean manufacturing implementation, organizational consulting, organizational redesign, strategic planning, employee development, um, in both public and private sectors. He serves on many boards here in Lexington, and um, we are very pleased to have you with us today. Thanks so much for joining us, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. I was in the Leadership Lexington class of 2006 or seven. I can't remember which, it's been too long ago. I think you're supposed to add, and that was the best class ever. Oh, it was the best class, I don't even know. <laughs> All right, great. Well, Mark, things have really changed at BCTC since March. Um, I, we understand that services on campus have stopped, but certainly BCTC has not stopped. So tell us how things have changed. Well, um, I am still amazed at how fast things changed. Uh, it seems like we were just talking about what could happen, and then the next day it happened. Uh, so in March, when uh, we were asked to quarantine and everybody to be healthy at home. Uh, we moved all of our classes online. Uh, and that was a heroic effort by a lot of very talented people at the college. Uh, and we put all of our services online or uh, at least doing them remotely. So everyone is working at home uh, and trying to serve students the best they can. And our students are taking all their classes online and uh, remotely. So it's been quite a big change for especially our non-traditional students. Uh, you know, many of our traditional students that are right out of high school grew up on the internet. They grew up doing things online. So it's not been as big a jump for them, but some of our traditional or non-traditional students that are my age, um, that's been a pretty big jump for them if that wasn't what they had really asked for as a mode of learning. So it's been a big change for everybody. And of course, it's been a big change for everybody in the community, not just my students. True. Well, I'm sure that you had to make some accommodations, especially for those students who may not have had a lot of experience online, or maybe they didn't even have technology at home. Um, what, what did BCTC do to, to meet those needs? Uh, a variety of things, really. Um, we had students that didn't have uh, internet. Uh, we have, we boosted our Wi-Fi throughout our campuses so that you can, as long as you're on the campus, you can pick up Wi-Fi pretty much. 
Uh, there's places designated where you can go park and work in your car if you need to. Uh, we had students that didn't have computers at home, so we checked out laptops and gave them laptops to take home. Uh, we scoured <laughs> we scoured the college for computers that weren't being used, laptops, mo mobile computers that weren't being used. So I think we got everybody covered, but uh, that was a big heroic effort as well. So um, our, our staff that went home still needed to be able to answer phones and those types of things. So we started using a product called Jabber, which is a Cisco product. Uh, so it looks like you're calling straight into the school. Uh, and you really can't tell the difference. Uh, that person is sitting at home and taking care of your needs rather than sitting in an office. So uh, there's been a lot of changes just to uh, adapt and get students the services they need. Yeah, and it, it's really interesting um, that you you can still serve a student remotely, um, answer their questions. A lot of things were done in person, and I think that uh, like your recruiters, how are your recruiters? Uh, recruiting students when they can't do that in person. Right, so the, the recruiters were used to going to a high school and meeting with groups of students and talking to counselors at the high school and uh, doing things that are very traditional that we all have experienced in college uh, when we were being recruited. But uh, so now they're doing that with Zoom. Uh, they're doing that with phone calls. They're doing that, we're doing more mailers. We're doing more email blasts. Uh, we're doing text messaging. So we're, we're trying to use everything we can to reach out to those students and let them know that even, even though this is going on, life goes on, and it's time to get started in your academic career, and we're a great place to start. Great, that's, that's very true. Well, so I understand that BCTC called every single student who was enrolled this spring and uh, checked on them to see how they were doing. So, so first of all, why and how did you do that? And second, secondly, how are the students doing? Uh, actually, we have called every student at least twice. Uh, some students have been called a lot more than that, but every student has gotten called twice, really just to say, hey, hang in there, are you having trouble? Uh, making sure that we didn't lose people that maybe were struggling a little bit and weren't comfortable reaching out for help. Um, and to make sure that they were on track to be enrolled in the fall as well. So um, we divided that up amongst every, every employee and every employee got folks to call. And, you know, for the most part, our students were doing really well. You know, there was a couple that had struggles here or there or had technology problems or uh, were having trouble with maybe a class that they couldn't, you know, couldn't deal with or whatever. But for the most part, students were just happy that we called and checked. They were amazed, which tells us we weren't doing a good job of that before. And they just wanted to talk. I mean, they were, they're, everybody is pent up in their houses and they were healthy at home, but that they're, they're just looking for that human interaction, I think. So I talked to quite a few students that we really didn't talk a whole lot about school. We talked about the coronavirus and we talked about what else was happening in Lexington and, and those kind of things. So it really was, uh, I think it actually did me as much good as it did the students I talked to, quite frankly. That's excellent. What, what great customer service. And that was no robocall. Robo that was an actual person calling each and every student more than once. That's amazing. The students you didn't reach, but a lot of them called back and said, you know, I saw I had a missed call. And, and then they were like, well, did I do something wrong? Like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> we're just reaching out and making sure that you're doing okay. And they were just very appreciative. That's excellent. 
So uh, my uh, classes will be starting, I guess, for the summer in a couple of weeks. What will that look like at BCTC? Well, summer, summer one, we have basically two summer sessions. The early summer session, which starts next week, I think, uh, it is online. It will be completely online. Uh, summer two, which happens in the middle of the summer, starts in the middle of the summer and finishes up right before fall, it will be online, but there will also be some options, hopefully, for uh, some hybrid, so you can be on campus a little bit, depending on what the governor allows us to do and what's safe to do, quite frankly. Uh, we have a lot of students that this spring were in classes that you couldn't quite do everything online. For example, a welding class. There's a, you know, there is a lecture portion to a welding class, but you can't really do the welding part. Um, so there's some of those students we're hoping to get back in and let them finish their labs. Um, as you can imagine, we have a lot of nursing students that didn't get to finish their clinicals. The hospitals didn't want to use up all the PPE with our clinical students. So uh, some of them need to come back and that's really going to be on the hospital schedule. So uh, we're hoping to get those folks back so they can finish up the classes they've had this spring uh, and get that done this summer. If not, we'll do it in the fall. We'll do it when it's appropriate to do, but, um, but that's, that's what we're looking at this summer. Interesting. Yeah, there are a lot of challenges, a lot of things that, you know, you may not think of, uh, like the welding class. That's certainly something that everything can be done online. Um, so graduation, I'm, I believe, is supposed to be, was supposed to be Sunday. What's happening with graduation? Uh, yes, we typically have graduation on Mother's Day, because what better present is there than telling your mother you graduate? <laughs> well, my mother was very happy about that. Um, but, so, we can't do that this year. Uh, we are doing some things for our students. We're sending them some stuff. We're going to do some videos, and hopefully that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but then we've rescheduled graduation for the fall. So we're going to do it at, uh, in December and combine it with our December graduation for our December grads. So we'll all be able to do it together, and hopefully by that time, things will be back to mostly normal, and we'll be able to have a full graduation. Uh, so that's what we're planning on doing. So we're looking forward to that. I'm sure a lot of our students are as well. Yes, I'm sure they are. That's, it's uh, so unfortunate for so many graduates uh, this spring that they, they didn't get to get that celebration in May when they wanted it. But it's great that you guys are making sure that they get the celebration just a little bit later. It, and you know this because you've been to community college graduations. They're a little different than a typical university graduation. There are a lot of families there that this is the first person that's ever gone to college. Uh, the families all come. It's, it's a little raucous. It's a good time. Everybody's cheering and celebrating. So we want to make sure we are able to do that later in the fall. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, so uh, I assume that that you and the administrators, um, other staff are not on campus yet. Um, what, what are the plans um, for the next few months as far as that goes? Uh, we are not on campus. Um, we do have people that are in and out of campus as they need to be for things that they just have to be there for, but that's very limited right now. Um, our plan is we have, a, we have a group that is putting together a reopening plan that is being submitted to our system. We're part of a community college system in the state uh, that will actually go to the governor as well and, and governor's office will have to okay that, that that's how we're going to do it and it, and it is appropriate at the right time. 
Uh, we'll be ready May 18th to start phasing people back in probably, but I don't think it's gonna happen quite that fast. Um, we can teach the whole summer online and everybody work at home if we need to. We've done, we saw that we could do that in the spring. So we're, we're trying to be as flexible as we can, but be ready when it happens that we can start phasing folks back in. That's great. So if, um, if I wanted to enroll in a class or I needed more information, what would be the best way for me to get that information or contact somebody? Uh, the best way is to go to our website. I mean, that the website, through the website, you can do just about everything that you need to do. And it certainly has all the contact numbers for different groups. That, that is probably the best way of doing it. And, and I would urge people, if you're not sure, just call one of those numbers and somebody will get you to the right person. Yes. Okay, great. Um, and are there, if I didn't know what I wanted to study, would I also be able to find that on the website? Yeah, actually, we have great um, reviews of our programs and it kind of tells you about them. Uh, we also have career counselors that you can call and they will do that over the phone and talk to you about what it is you enjoy doing and, and try to give you some advice as to what you would be good at. If you don't like the sight of blood, probably shouldn't be a nurse. You know, things like that that you can kind of walk through and say, you know, I like being around people. Well, there's certain careers where you're around people a lot, of course, right now. Those careers are not quite the uh, <laughs> quite as much fun as they used to be, but uh, so we do have career counseling and we have uh, wonderful program descriptions and that kind of stuff online. Great, and I think isn't there a tool that you can put in some of the, your interests and it'll pull up the the programs that may be most suited for you, even on that homepage of the website, right? I think there is, yes. And in fact, and even if you dig a little deeper into the career development site, there's all kinds of tools you can use personally to give your personal inventory of what you're good at, what you're not good at, and what you enjoy doing. And so there's, there's a lot of places and it'll kind of hone you right into a few programs that would fit you very well. Excellent. You know, a lot of people um, have been or will be displaced um, just due to changes in businesses and our economy um, after, after this COVID situation. Um, what, what advice would you give to those folks? Uh, I think, I, I think I would tell them first, don't panic. I mean, a lot of people are going to be in that situation and we've had that happen before. I mean, it's not unusual to happen in our economy. Um, and I, I think they ought to, they ought to come talk to us because we, we have groups that work directly with businesses. We know where jobs are. We know what jobs are, are growing and which ones aren't. Uh, we can kind of tell you what that job prospect's going to be before you start going into a new career. Um, and sometimes we can help you just upskill some of your talent or your skills to stay in that career when that comes back. And, you know, maybe I think we're going to have a lot of careers that are going to be pretty slow for another month or another two months or three months or four months. But by the end of the year, they'll probably pop right back up. So um, none of us have ever done this before, but I, I, I really think a lot of those will come back. This is a great time to learn those new skills that you wanted to learn, or maybe you think you need to be promoted. You know, like someday I'd like to do this in my organization. This is a great time to come back to school and get some of that done. That's true, and especially if we're we're staying safe at home for a little bit longer, there are a lot of online options uh, right now available for for anyone who's interested in uh, learning something new for fun or for a career. Oh, hello. <laughs> My uh, computer told me I have a, another meeting coming up. 
<laughs> All right, well, we'll move this along. Um, the next thing that I wanted to ask you uh, is plans for fall. You've touched on summer, but what are we looking at um, for fall? Uh, fall is, we're trying to be as flexible as we can in fall. Right now, we're planning to have online options, what we call hybrid options, uh, and in-class options. Uh, and we, and quite frankly, we do that every semester. But this semester, we're, we're working behind the scenes to make sure that everything has at least a hybrid option, but most, almost everything's gonna have an online option as well. So if we do have to switch in the middle, like we did this spring, we'll be ready for it. Um, our hybrid options, uh, for folks that aren't used to that terminology or that nomenclature is, uh, typically you go to, you may go to class one day a week instead of two. So everything is online and you can go in and do one, one lecture online and then you do one in class and it gives you, it helps our students where they don't have to travel as much. They only have to come into campus once, but they still get that one-on-one -on -one help with a faculty member uh, that they might not get online or may, it may be a little more difficult online depending on what the subject matter is. But so I guess the, the uh, key word for fall is flexibility. So if we're gonna start just like we always have and give all those options, but if we have to switch in the middle, you know, there's a lot of talk that maybe in the fall, we'll have another spike. and We could be back to right where we are right now. So we're gonna be ready for that. And, and we're gonna make sure all of our students are ready for that as well. That's, that's great. And something I forgot to ask you about, a lot of people are, are having um, financial issues now um, because of job loss or loss of hours or, you know, whatever's happening in relation to their career right now. Um, and there is uh, something, the Work Ready Kentucky Scholarship, so uh, possibly they could go to college for free. Can you tell us a little bit about that and financial aid options for, for people who, who would need help going to college? Um, there's a, I always tell students, you know, some students will say, you know, I don't think I can ever afford to go to college. And I'm like, everybody can afford to go to college. If you come talk to us, there are so many different options of paying for college now. Um, there are Pell Grants that have always been there that you know, a lot of people qualify. In fact, probably 70% of our, our students have some level of Pell funding. Um, there are scholarships that are, are available for students. Uh, we have some very generous donors that have put together wonderful scholarship packages that, that our scholarship committee, we all, when you apply for those, uh, we really are able to take care of a lot of students. Uh, there's the Work Ready Scholarship uh, that um, in the past has been there and available for uh, careers in Kentucky that are in the sectors that we're trying to grow, the five sectors we're trying to grow in Kentucky. Uh, and those really, if you've never been to school uh, and you don't have a degree, they will pay for you to get your, your certificate or your diploma or your degree, depending on what that, what that career is. So uh, there's all kinds of options there. And so never, no one should ever think, I'm not sure I can afford it right now because there's a lot of, a lot of things out there that you may not even know about that we can help you with. Great. Well, that's, that's good to know because I think that that, um, would be a lot of times a barrier that some folks might think they have to to trying something new and, and choosing a new career. Good. So um, we've heard a lot of talk um, about how how this um, virus and the, the pandemic that it's created um, is really going to change our world, um, change how we do things. 
how do you think um, that education is going to be permanently impacted by this? Um, I think I think what we have seen is that crisis um, drives innovation. I mean, when when problems come up that we really hadn't thought about, we, nobody really had planned. I mean, we had a pandemic plan, but quite frankly, I don't think any of us ever thought we were going to have to use it. I mean, we had to pull it out, dust it off, and and say, okay, well, what is it we, we need to do now? Nobody really had thought that through to the level of this. Nobody thought we were going to go home for this long or, you know, we thought it was going to be a shorter term kind of thing. So, so I think the fact that we turned on a dime and we put everything online when I think a lot of, some of our faculty members said, you know, I'm, I don't think any, my, my course will ever go online. It's not something you teach online. Well, we figured out a way of doing it. Uh, you know, it we're using newer technology. The technology is a lot better than it was 10 years ago. Um, and even things like hooking up an electric meter, there are simulations online where you can do that, that you don't have to have a meter in front of you and you don't have to have electricity. It's actually all done online. So there's a lot of simulation tools out there for the hands-on type stuff. And, and sure, you really want the student to get some of that hands-on stuff, but that could be, you could limit how many times they have to come to campus that really helps our students. Uh, our students have a lot of roadblocks in their life. Uh, they have a lot of life going on. Um, so anytime that we can make it easier for the student to take something and have them focus on learning and not trying to find a babysitter or trying to find you know, a car that they can get there because their car is broken down or whatever, uh, will help them be more successful. So I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna drive us more online and more technology. Um, and I, I don't think we'll go backwards from that. I think we'll continue to, to move down that path. We were pretty far ahead for a community college. Uh, even five or six years ago, we offered more classes online than any other college in the state. Uh, now, a lot of colleges have caught up now, but we're starting to catch up. So uh, I think we were poised to do this a little better than some other colleges, but I don't think this will slow us. I mean, I, I think this will just ramp us up even farther. So I, I really do think it'll change some of the opinions of people that what can be done and what can't be done kind of thing and um, and really open our eyes and let us do some things that maybe we were afraid to do before. Yeah, interesting. You know, history shows that when the economy is not doing well, community colleges enrollment uh, increases, community college enrollment increases. Um, do you foresee that happening? I hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we we have this conversation quite often here lately because we're doing budgeting and we're trying to figure out what what the new abnormal looks like. Um, we really don't know because we've never had we've never had a recession that we caused on purpose. You know, we we shut the we shut the government down. With, well, we didn't shut the government down, but we shut everything down on purpose to take care of this pandemic, that, that's never happened before, at least not in our lifetimes. Uh, so we're not sure what's going to happen. A lot of that depends on the federal government and what the bailout packages look like and, and how the business community responds coming back. If they start bringing, if everything comes back really quickly, we probably won't have as many students as we would have if it was a deep recession. So, um, so we really don't know, and that's why we're trying to stay flexible and and as you know, we've got issues in Kentucky with our funding. Uh, our state has already had funding issues, and now 
we've got real funding issues. We've got revenue that's not coming in at all. The fourth quarter is going to be about zero, I think, for the state. Uh, and as a state institution, that affects us as well. So we're going to have to be able to uh, be flexible and deal with that. Great. Thank you. All right. So the last question, um, someone is listening right now. They're displaced from their job and um, they're scared and they, they need to support their family and build a future. What would you say that BC can do for them to help them do that? Just kind of sum up, sum up everything we've just said. Uh, just call Michelle. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think it's Mark Manuel they need to call. <laughs> um, I, think, I think we can help you. I, there is a lot of fear. I mean, there's a lot of fear in a lot of organizations right now. And, and it may not be that you've lost your job, but you're worried about losing it. And you're, you know, now that pushes you a little bit to look around and say, maybe I ought to look for other options. Maybe I ought to broaden my skill set. So I think reaching out to us and just having that conversation with a counselor, having that conversation with an advisor and say, I'm, this is what I'm thinking. And let, let us help, help with those things because there's a lot of things we can help with down that, in that path, whether it's just picking up some skills to make yourself more valuable in your organization so you're not the one that is furloughed or maybe you've already been furloughed and now you're looking at where, where's the economy coming back and where do I need to go? So, uh, and we have access to all those different funding streams that can help you pay for school. So I, I think just reaching out to us is a good first step. And I, I think it, it helps when you are proactive and do that instead of sitting back and worrying. It, you know, doing that is, makes you feel a lot better about life and you see, hey, I do have options. And the world's not coming to it. So, well, Mark, the, murder hornets, the murder hornets worry me. But oh other Stop talking about the murder hornets. <laughs> well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, your very positive outlook. Um, I, I think that that we we have a lot of positive things coming up in 2020 and we just need to look forward to those and hopefully BCTC will be part of somebody's future. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me and stay healthy at home. Okay.